Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, patron peeps. Uh, what do you say, patrons? What do you say we get a bacon? Uh, goodness sakin. You want a, a podcaster who's here to entertain you and not faking. Uh, it's time for Sleep With Me, patrons. Podcast you make possible. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about that are on your mind, you know, past, present, future, current. Uh, you know, I've never thought, I just realized there was a show, used to be a show on TV called A Current Affair. And it was like a info, what do you call that? A news magazine show. I think that was technically the name of that, that genre of uh, program. And I said, what a general, I never, I said, that must be the most general name. It wasn't about affairs either. It was about, uh, like affairs general, uh, what it was like meaning anything that's going on. We say what, what, like a soir, current soirees. No, but if there was a soiree, I guess they could cover it. And that was the show. I, I remember it starting as a kid and then it was probably on like one of the many times in my life I had the TV on and I wasn't paying attention. It just like this, like, uh, it was served as background noise while I was playing with my toys. Uh, but I just thought of that, I think because I used one of those words and I said, a current affair, that doesn't really say anything, does it? And then they, they, like, they said, yeah, we could talk about anything as long as it's somewhat current and whatever the generalized word of, you know, is going on. So current and happening, maybe, I don't know. I mean, again, my vocabulary Oh, sorry, I'm making a sleep podcast. So whatever you're thinking about, well, that's how I got to it. I said, if it's current thinking, it could be feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you. I mean, I know I have emotions about that show because I think, wait a second, wasn't that per-? And then I And then just like there's a sound effect that goes with it when they say it, like a zinging sound effect with a twang at the end, kind of like it, like uh, if you're practicing, like a arch, if you were practicing making sound effects for archery, that was like their tag noise. Uh, maybe there was music. I just remember the uh, zoom clang. I think this show was either on before or after uh, Entertainment Tonight. I don't know. Is Entertainment Tonight still on the air? That was a show uh, that I paid a little bit more attention to. Um, particularly that's where I got, you know, before who weekly nowadays, who weekly, the podcast, uh, with Lindsay and Bobby, that's like, uh, where you could get your real info, but where was I as no, I was trying to start a sleep podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I was doing a thesis, uh, uh like uh, that was based on an ode. I wrote, uh, things on TV while I was playing with toys. 
I can't, and now I think I'm hearing the theme song to a show. I don't know. Is, is that entertainment tonight or something else? Okay, so feelings, anything feeling you're emotionally coming up for you or physically coming up for you. It could be uh, other stuff, changes in time, temperature, routine, uh, your work schedule, your personal schedule, or it could be baffling. But whatever it is that's keeping me awake, I'd like to take your mind off of stuff and keep you company while you drift off. What I propose to do, which kind of sounds counterintuitive after these tangents have already been on, but I mean, those are both shows in the, that started around the 80s or something like uh, that were on during, not during the day, after cartoons, because that was the reason why I would have just watched cartoons or been generally like had cartoons playing or animated television programs, technically. I would have had those on while I was playing with toys, but those end. I mean, who would have thought? They said, well, now, sorry, kids, now we got to get on uh, other shows. Uh, there's currently entertain. there's tonight, there's entertainment somewhere in the world, and there's currently things going on. So... Oh, so, so, uh, but I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents. Those are things you've already experienced, you've experienced already. Uh, so I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to talk about nothing, essentially. Or nothing of importance. I mean, not to, I guess I could, You could, can I throw shade at stuff that doesn't in, currently exist in its current format? Uh, talk, like Current Affair was not really about it. It was like, like that I remember, but, but I don't think you'd go to it for your hard news. So it, again, very similar. You say, well, it's a show about stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, well, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Well, this is a couple of things. If you're new, this podcast is very different. You may have already determined that. And uh, so, like, if you're having a strange reaction, that makes sense. People come to the show and they're skeptical. And on their first listen, sometimes their skepticism deepens. And that makes sense to me because I'm skeptical about sleep stuff all the time. So if you're skeptical or doubtful, I'm glad you're, like, I, I hope I can help you. But for most listeners, uh, they say, hey, it takes two or three tries to get used to the show, so give it a couple tries. You know, nothing to lose. And some people just won't ever, like, the podcast doesn't work for everybody, but it also sometimes elicits strong feelings in people of, like, not liking it. And that's fine, too. No, no, You don't have to like the show. I totally understand. This is an acquired taste, but, it, like, it takes some acquiring uh, so, oh, those the other things on that level, you, this is a podcast you don't really listen to or pay attention to. So you just kind of barely listen, just like when I was a kid there. I mean, I, let's just say I play with my sister's toys. Sometimes I may have been, you know, some, there is something like whatever you want to say about those Barbie dolls or whatever. Let's not get into that, but their hair could be combed. And you want to talk about a meditative practice. Here's the thing. Go go to, uh, like, any store that sells you used to things. Do yourself a This could be a new... I've tried all these techniques. None of them have really taken hold. And I realize, yeah, the, the people have strong... You know, Barbie is uh, something that people have strong feelings about. Totally understand. Let's just talk about the, the combing hair on a Barbie. 
independent of all that other stuff. I could I could do that all day long or as a kid. I'm trying I don't know when the last time I did it was. I think if the last time I did it it was not a Barbie. It was a, a, a like a like a what is it? An anthropomorphic figure from the TV show M O N S T E R H I G H. Uh I definitely but I brushed their hair. I don't think like uh like, cause I don't know if we have a comb, comb, but anyway, so, but brushing doll's hair is meditative for me or as a kid, I may have been doing that. I mean, I don't, I don't care if you know, I'm proud. I mean, I'm proud that it relaxed me. I wish I would have, somebody would have said, kid, keep that up, man. You're going to need, you're going to need that. You know what? You, when you go to school, you better, you better take a doll in your backpack, one of your sister's dolls in your comb with your, with it, with you, uh, cause you're going to need it. And then I would, you know, that would be something that plays out exactly the opposite of how you would think. It's, excuse me, uh, teacher, before you raise your voice, or excuse me, older children, before you, let me take this doll and comb its hair. And uh, then it would just be blissed out, and they would be stunned. And I'd say, I'd appreciate it if you change, you know, just like those episodes when I have a perm. Oh, boy, I've gone far afield. So... Oh, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Like I was playing with toys and not listening to the TV shows. I was aware they were on, but they were there more as an undercurrent affair. Uh, They were under my current affairs, uh, so I wasn't really paying attention other than the music and the sound effects. So that's this uh, this podcast. This podcast also, believe it or not, doesn't put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. Eventually, the idea is you'll fall asleep. You'll just be listening to me, and then you'll wake up tomorrow. That's why shows are over an hour, to give you plenty of time to drift off so you don't feel any pressure or anything. Uh, So it's a podcast you don't listen to, don't fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company. Even if you can't sleep, I'll be here. But I'm here to be your boar bae, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar bruh. Then the structure of the show is also something that does take getting used to for some people. Which is understandable. It's a different structure. Show starts off with a greeting so you feel seen and welcome. And know that I'm doing my best to create a safe and welcoming place. Uh, Then there's listener support and then there's support for the free podcast. Then there's an intro. The intro runs like 12 to 25 minutes of me doing what I've been doing for the past eight, eight or nine minutes, rambling. Uh, but so for a regular listener, they say, okay, wonder what Scoots is going to talk about tonight. Didn't expect it. He like, again, once again, in nine, you know, thousand, almost a thousand episodes, I found stuff I probably haven't talked about before. And I'm even saving like the names of people hosts are popping into my head. Like, uh, well, John and Liza, that's who I was thinking of. But, uh, like I like I said, well, I could have saved that for another intro. Now. Uh, but, but so, uh, John Tesh and Liza Gibbons, that's who, the, 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 when I think of, uh, when I think of, what was the name of the show? Stars Tonight? Oh, Entertainment Tonight. Sorry. Uh, that's where I got my Hollywood news from or enter, entertainment based news. Okay. So, podcast, oh, the intro it goes on and on and on. Uh, now regular listeners say, oh, okay, Scoots is, <laughs> Scoots is getting mixed up again. Uh, but the, the, uh, for, for, for most listeners, the, the intro offers you a chance to get some distance from the day. So if your first reaction is, what is the intro? Why are you still going on? Is this some sort of self-promotion? 
or navel gazing. And I'd say, well, can I, I mean, navel gazing, probably like if I could, if I, if I, I'm not, I'm recording now, so I can't really gaze at my navel. Uh, but probably that's what I was doing when I was a kid, instead of like paying attention to the, the, those shows, I was gazing at the navels of my toys. So, oh, so the intro eases you into bedtime. So a lot of listeners are doing some sort of other activity, like brushing doll's hair. There's definitely one or two people out there listening, doing that. And I say, thank goodness, uh, keep keeping the dream alive for me. Thank you. And doesn't it feel good? Isn't it relaxing? I wonder if it's relaxing. Maybe just like, a, maybe it's one of those things, literally a tool in the toolbox. Uh, we keep uh, intact. Or just, you know, you could get one of those ones that you put the makeup on that's like a three-quarter size head. Keep that put away somewhere. And then when you had a really rough day, you say, well, I'm going to brush some doll hair. It, it might work. Uh, so, oh, but so the intro, it, it just it gives you a way to get ready for bed or to start to unwind and then get in bed and get comfortable. Now, you could skip it. 3% of listeners start to show 20 to 22 minutes. Uh, but just see how it goes. Uh, and then after the intro is business, that's how, again, it's just part of keeping the podcast free for everybody. Then there's a story tonight. I'll be honest. It should be a great British bake-off episode, but it could be something else. Uh, so I don't really know cause I'm recording it tomorrow. So I don't, I don't know what it'll be. So, uh, it should, well, we'll say it's a great, we'll, we'll just make this an opening for, so it'll be our season finale of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, uh, so that's exciting. And then, uh, th- then there's some thank yous. So that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. And if you get the rest you need, your world will be better, my world will be better. And that's really important to me. And it's also important because I've been there, tossing and turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So I know how it feels. So I want to help. So all I could tell you is give it a few tries, see how it goes, uh, and yeah, and, and, and then kind of test out, well, I'd like to start it here. I like to listen all night, or I put it on when I wake up, uh, or I start it when I'm starting to get ready for bed, or I do some knitting. Maybe you're knitting clothes for dolls. Maybe it has nothing to do with dolls. You say, wait a second, your bedtime routine does not involve dolls? And you say, oh, figurines. I'm sorry, Uncle Merle. I think figurines and dolls are very similar, but I'll, uh, like, uh, oh, you're polishing your figurines. Well, do you talk? Okay, do you, are you polishing them as they are in the current moment, or do you talk to them or imagine anything? Oh, so you're just polishing figurines. Okay, I apologize. I was I was projecting on you because I would be talking to them or, or imagine it. Say, oh, how is it? Do you, are you familiar with the sound of music? Do you want to be a yodeler? Uh, oh, are those breeches or shorts you're wearing? Oh, those are breeches, but you're not wearing breeches. Oh, okay. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. I really hope I can help. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive, and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. Here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you twice a week.
Everybody scoots here. It has been a while for me, though it'll only have been a few episodes for you, for when I have seen uh, Great British Bake Off. I mean, I'd already seen this episode, but that I actually formally recorded because I just went through the whole Mandalorian series. And I had tried to get all of the um, Great British Bake Off episodes done, but I just couldn't get this last final done. So it's after... So this is coming out after, before even you're you're listening to the last two episodes of The Mandalorian. That's when I'm recording this. But you'll be far in my future. This is the final of uh, Collection 6, uh, Episode 10, Season or Series, I forgot. And it does not open with a comedy uh, sequence. That was one thing I noticed. Uh, and But there's a teaser of uh, the finalists, uh, Raul. Uh, Rahul, Kim Joy, and uh, Ruby kind of running around, uh, obviously in the finale, you know, begging, beg, what do you call that? Bargaining all the stages of being a reality show contestant uh, they're dealing with. uh, Love with us, leave, no commentary, outside nature. Oh, that comes up next. Outside nature. Now, they walk, but they're not walking towards the tent. They're already in the tent, the three of them. I would like to to frolic in the in the, the creek outside of, uh, it's probably a protected creek. So they'd say, sir, you can't, the queen wants to speak with you for frolicking in our creek. Uh, that's a heritage creek. And I say, well, so was, this was on my dream list, though. Uh, so there, the, when we see aprons going on, oh, talking heads, I wanted to, to cover this talking head stuff. Uh, classic ra- line from Raul. They say, good luck to one another. Very surreal. Raul says, uh, never thought I'd get this far. Very, very, very nervous. Uh, Kim Joy says, last night I was thinking, well, if I won it, that would be amazing. I'd love to win it. Uh, Ruby says, I've been on lows, highs. Can I get it higher? I don't know. I mean, the competition's phenomenal. But I'm standing my ground, proud to be a part of of, 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 of the final three. And Sandy goes, three remaining bakers. Final challenge. Three final challenges. They come out. Congratulations, finalists. Doesn't that sound great? Man, Sandy, especially with this episode, just seals it. Uh, like, talk about somebody you wish you want, you aspire to be friends with. Uh, so she says, uh, okay, first up is two batches of beautiful iced donuts. Uh, Noel says that. Six filled, six ring donuts. Iced donut challenge. Judges are looking for icing technique, beautiful decoration. Batches should be consistent in size, shape, and finish. Like me and Sandy, they said, Noel says, it's three hours, and your market set bake. And they go into action right away, starting to work. Rebel's talking about stress. Uh, batches of beautifully baked donuts. Or, but, you know, they're not baked. Three hours. Oh, when does he say milk? Uh, where does he say that? The classic Raul, he says, uh, Let's see, finals just started. More I stress and more I think about it, Raul says, uh, but I just got to crack out. Oh, no, that's Ruby. I don't know. Raul at some point has a great milk line. Paul says, yeah, I love donuts. They're hard to make. Uh, aerated texture, uh, flavors that pack a punch, beautiful golden brown. Keep it simple, but keep it perfect. And Bruce says, uh, all the bakers have been Starbreaker twice. 
level playing field, nobody out front, uh, fantastic competition for a final. And uh, they go to Raul first. So Ron Donuts, uh, when you cut a donut, what are you looking for? He goes, well, I've never had a donut before I did this challenge. He laughs. Then Sandy's like, what? He goes, yeah, there's, Sandy says, is there any equivalent in India? He goes, no. And I was just not interested in deep fried bread. Paul's shocked. Uh, he's, they show the donuts he's making. One is going to have uh, paisley royal icing, and the other one's going to have uh, buttercream, orange buttercream flowers, like a wreath, which kind of gets a long pause uh, from Paul and Peru, like buttercream. And he says, uh, and Bruce says, like, like to eat. Uh, and even Sandy says, well, that'll be messy. And they go, no pressure. Good luck, buddy. See you later. So he's even more nervous. Kim Joy seems a little more confident. Uh, she says, yeah, I enjoy making donuts. So doing well in the signature be a good start. So we'll see. She's mixing. Hers are going to be an amaretto diplomat filled donut and then a lemon ring donut with iced bumblebees and lemon glaze. The other one will have orange glazed flavored dough because there isn't a whole lot of time. Ruby's making cinnamon dough. Holy cow, I didn't know that. Uh, she's uh, proving 35 minutes, two different doughs, pushing herself. Uh, what's the point to going to the final and coasting? Dolce de leche and raspberry and cardamom ring donuts. Uh, the Dolce de leche has cinnamon dough. Oh, boy. She said she practiced five times this week. Sandy says, did you take the week off work? She goes, yeah, I did, but I'm tired. Holy cow, I've been working. So organized, very impressed. Good luck. Uh, you got to do this. Good luck in the final. Thank you. Thank you. Ruby says, yeah, I want to prove myself. Uh, uh, so my family likes my cooking. and you, you know, they're quite nice to me, but, you know, they're not always nice. They're tough. Then they show her with her family some childhood pictures at her kitchen table. Uh, great pictures. Uh Definitely a lot of tears in this episode for me. They talked to Sonia, her sister, who said she's always been a, like a, excelled at everything, hardworking. They read one of her report cards. She's doing practicing. She even has notes up, uh, post-it notes up everywhere. Vina, her cousin, like a little inspiring notes. Cool, confident. I'm the winner. I'm Star Baker. And they say she's going to show the world of what she can do. Her mom, Kelly. I'm going to be the proudest mom mom in the world. And then it's back to Ruby. She has like a caramel in a can in water. Well, the day, Baker's dough is proving they're making the, in, in, you know, the fillings. Uh, so everybody's making that. Almond liqueur. Alcohol with a kick. Uh, let's see. So Raul's man, mango. Oh, he talks about David and Liz. This is, oh boy, man. Talk about pulling on the heartstrings. Uh, Sandy says, who's coming to the final for you? He goes, well, I don't have any family here, but David and Liz, I like my family. They're the ones that encouraged me. David encouraged me to apply. Sandy says, we all need friends like that, don't we? And he goes, yeah. And then they show, uh, uh, his friends and Raul looking at pictures uh, when he was a, uh, a boy visiting the Taj Mahal, not even smiling there. And they met David, David and Liz met him through work uh, when he moved from India eight years ago. 
he didn't know anybody. He was on his own. And they kind of look back at the relationship and how good he was at baking, how he got into it, picking up a new cuisine from a country, and now he's a top free baker. You see his friends are so proud of him. Then he talks to his parents who are also proud of him. I like how he was in his socks, uh, like zooming with his parents. Uh, we see pictures of him as a child. Uh, and David says, my life would be a lot poorer if I hadn't met Raul. Uh, then Noel says, you're halfway through. He puts up a donut to his eye, red donut, touching stuff. Everybody starts cutting their donuts to make them uniform in size. Kim Joy's even um, making sure she's weighing her donuts out. Uh, so very precise. Uh, they all want to weigh. She wants them all to be 50 grams, and then I'll know they're all cooked. And then you have to prove the donuts after you assemble them. Precision, chocolate rainbows. Uh, Kim Joy's making what looks like bees, but also something that looks like UFOs. Uh, and I'm not sure if those were UFOs. I'll have to check. Uh, Kim Joy, uh, talking. Oh, she talks to Nabil, uh, her partner. I think it is a UFO. Uh, so they show them looking at old pictures, talking about how they met, uh, pictures from them on a trip, some of her notes. Because, yeah, I met Kim Joy at a board game night. She's in a baking. It's like heaven being with a baker. And he, he was, she's like a mad artist throwing stuff together. She just creates incredible things, beautiful art. One of her friends says, I feel bad eating it because it's so pretty. And they all talk about how proud they are of her. And uh, get in the finals. And... Uh, how they're, she's going to win, like where they're confident in their friend. She's going to do it. And they even Nabil gives her like a handshake like he's Paul. Noel looks at the bees. He says, holy cow. Then a real bee lands on a fake bee. And then he makes jokes about it, wiggling. He layers of jokes. He says, yeah, sexy time maybe? He's going to be embarrassed when he goes back to the hive. There's just two great jokes on top of one another. Then there's a shot of a real bee. Then they say one hour left, uh, and everybody's getting ready to cook. Uh, they do the warning about the frying. Butter, Rahul's having buttercream stress uh, at some point. Uh, fry time, perfect temperature. Ruby's doing 180 degrees. Kim Joy in two and a half minutes. Uh, Ru- Ruby, two minutes, or Kim Joy, two, I don't know. Kim Ruby, two and a half minutes. Kim Joy, two minutes and flip. Uh, then there's a flip phase sequence, uh, second time stress, normal stress, uh, uh, roll, you know, he's always like a bit under duress. You don't want raw dough. Uh, oh my, some, some, some peoples are getting a little overcooked and a little bit misshapen. Uh, say, come on, please don't do that to me. Kim Joy runs to get a second timer and, uh. Yeah, Sandy says, extra stress, Raul stress. Uh, no, 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 no. Massive air bubble on one of Ruby's. The donuts come out. 15 minutes uh, uh, ta- telling the donuts. What does that mean? Uh, like following Ruby on set. And uh, not to see what that is. Raul. Oh, his bag blows out. That's coming up. Uh, I carried away, get this over with. Uh, 
Outside shot, uh, Bakers, you have 15 minutes. Kim Joy, Ruby's filling hers pretty effectively. Same with Kim Joy. She, Kim Joy's weighing his, but Raul's is jammed, so his blows up. He had a lot of uh, setbacks, which was a setup for a comeback. You know, that's what a setback is. If you, you know, if you say that, uh, but yeah, he's working, he loses his mango, such a big mess. He says, uh, mango on your wrist and collar. Uh, have you, you had an affair with a mango? Noel says, everybody's getting their, Kim Choi's getting her lemon glaze, white chocolate for Ruby. Raul's uh, down on himself. One minute left. What? Everybody says, oh, no. So they're trying to get him done. Hoping the judges will love the decorations. Some kind of spray. I don't know what the spray is. Finishing spray or something. Everybody's decorating. Swervy donuts. Uh, Ruby says, drip, 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 drip. Uh, Place your donuts at the end of your stations. Uh, signature done. Everybody, oh boy. Uh, then Kim Joy goes first. Uh, uniform shape good, delicious, decadent, nice texture, nice and light, very nice, heavy, something heavy. I'll stay out here. They're eating it right now on screen. Kim Joy's uh, ring donuts are very uniform, ununiform. Quite dark on the bottom, so but this one's light. Oh, so not uniform, inconsistent uh, shapes round though, and decorations delicate, carefully done. Nice texture inside, nice and light, nice and lemony. Bruce says, uh, great color, great texture, got flavor. Then, wow, these are heavy, these ones. A lot of filling in there. Almond liqueur, yes. Uh, Paul just keeps saying lots of filling. Very almondy. Great flavor, Paul says. A lovely flavor, Bruce says. And she goes, you could have gone overboard. Uh, I might come back and eat it because Paul Prue loves that liqueur and the food. Then they go to Ruby. Cardamom and raspberry ring donuts. Uh, great designs. She's got a good spacey one. Bit of dripping, though. Let's take a look. They cut the ring in half. Good texture. It's light, uh, but uh, chocolate's very sticky. I'm not sure if that's the right way to go. Paul says uh, basic donut is excellent. But it's too sweet, too sweet, and too sticky. The topping. Then they take the filled, and Paul says it's underfilled. Uh, takes a bite. Brew takes a bite. They don't even say anything, so you know it's not good. Uh, bit boring. Uh, needed lots of filling in there, and a lighter icing maybe. Because how much sugar can you get? Thanks, Ruby. So Ruby's like, oh, oh boy. And she had missed filling even one of them. Then they go to Rahul, and uh, his colors are amazing, uh, they say. But Bruce says, have such personality. Over-decorated, maybe, Paul says. But he goes, let's see the flavor. 
And then Noel says, if, if I have a funeral, bring this wreath donut, put it on, you know, bring it for me. A little dark and oily, though. Texture's a little bit tight, Paul says. Underproved. Eats it, he says. Uh, far too much buttercream. And so we don't get to, he goes, it's just buttery. He goes, I don't want to taste butter when I eat my donut. Uh, he goes, I like the height of the, the filled donut, massive, uh, too much filling. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and they eat it and then uh, say the texture's better, lighter than the first one. But And I do like that mango filling, mango bomb, because it's absolutely stuffed. Thank you very much. Noel says, yeah, don't forget that. I, might, I, might do, I put it on my pass away stone. Ralph says, yeah, that's too much. I agree with her feedback. Uh, dear me. <laughs> Who says that, dear me? Ruby says, well, it's not the best of starts. I don't make it easy, though. Just relax. Keep going. On to the next challenge. Kim Joy has really liked it. I love the flavors. It's my last chance to win a technical, which would be lovely. No pressure, though. Then we see some sheep, some sun. And they, it's hot, I guess, and the te- temperature's about to go up a notch, Sandy says. Uh, Noel comes. This is the last technical. Uh, Paul, any advice? Uh, make good use of your heat source, he says, which is, everybody says, that's weird. And they send them off. Uh, can you lay any of these foresters? Oh, that was that other thing, talking heads. We got that. Uh, ovens are out of bounds. So are your workbenches, because we're going outside. Uh, are you with us? Everybody's like, what? Or get your trays and come with us. Their trays are very heavy, and they make them carry them, at least on camera. They go outside. There's campfires, umbrellas. I guess they have to make six pita breads with three dips um, out in the garden. You can also catch some preps, uh, preparation for the final finale, final the final finale part tomorrow. So that must have been a little bit confu- like distracting. And they say, okay, for your technical challenge, six pitta on the campfire. You get him. I mean, uh, this uh, tr- like top chefs done this too. It's not something I really like. Is where you throw people for a curve this late in the game and say you've excelled so far. I'm sure they got a lot of criticism online, so I don't need to criticize this. It's just like it happens a lot of these cooking shows where it's like, can you shake it up earlier then? Or maybe do it for a challenge where you win something else, but you can't get eliminated. Uh, and they, none of them, they, like, they have to build the fire and manage the fire, everything. So it's really, uh, this is a bit of a mess. Like, uh, Ruby does say, Bear Gorillas, eat your heart out. Then they go to Paul, Campfire Pit of Bread. Bruce says, why'd you pick that? And Paul goes, well, no, never done it before. Bacon bread on a hot stone's been around for thousands of years. So it'd be a good challenge. Uh, but you got to have the right temperature uh, to make a good pita because it puffs up. It's too hot, it'll take out the yeast uh, uh, and be more of a flatbread. So there's three dips. That's another important thing. Lots of ingredients to play with. Uh, that goes well with pita bread. Roasted something. Uh, and Paul goes, yeah, I love this one. Uh, so they're going to get hot under the collar. Uh, temperature's going to be, he, he loves this. Uh, 
So the the cooking, they got to prove the, they even have to make the dough and prove it. So you got to keep it ruby. So I think it put a little bit wetter on the dough. And Kim Joy says it's been a while, so it's uh, and it's wholemeal flour. So she's like, yeah, we got to work this. So there's a lot of kneading going on, eyebrows running down people's faces, uh, really hot. Uh, Noel even tries to play that up. Uh, and then they try to let their thing proof for, for 30 minutes uh, in different places. Uh, then they make their dips. Uh, what do we got? Three dips. I still don't know what they are. One's like a good group, like a... Baba Ganoush, uh, Salsa Verde, or, or something. But they're all trying to figure out the fire because you have to die. You got to make a fire and then let it die down to the coals. Oh, like a roasted pepper and onion one, too. But again, they're all trying to figure it out as they go. So, a lot of work. Uh, they're trying to blacken the peppers on the fire. Um, Stuff's rolling around. Sandy and Noel don't even know what to do because they're like, uh, <laughs> Raul says, help, can I use some help? And Sandy says, we can't really help you. He like raises his hand. Uh, she goes, are you panicked? He goes, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and he goes, I don't know. Uh, he goes, he goes, these, uh, and Sandy, he goes, my peppers are burning. And she goes, yeah, I better get out of here. And then uh, no, they say how much time they have left. They play a little badminton. Everybody's trying to get their, uh, what do you call it, peppers together, make the dips burnt down, peppers over a log, roll no. One hour left, let's go, badminton. Oh, they don't have anything to mash other than their hands, uh, so they're trying to mash up their stuff, peel and chop on a dip down. Rahul didn't like Baba Ganoush. Uh, he blows on a smoky pepper. Uh, that's cool. Half an hour. Six equal pittas. And Ruby's like, I think men are a little thick. Got to puff it up like pita bread. So they heat up their slate. They're cooking on slate. Rahul's blowing on his fire with something. And everybody's waiting for us to puff. There's no puffing. Uh, yeah. There's no puffing. Kim Joy something, everyone but squad on extra five minutes. Let's see. Spray the pitta with the zatar and water. They're using like even, uh, yeah, they're really in the, uh, Ruby had put her zatar in the, um, something else. Yeah, I don't know what they did. Probably the dough's not hot enough. Uh, too much heat will kill the yeast. A pit of bread won't rise. Covered that part. Um, Raul's, Raul's very focused on uh, heating his fire. He would be a good fire tender. But yeah, this is just a rough challenge. I think they do just end up being like, okay, not much puffing, little bubbles on Kim Joy's, but nowhere near. Uh, it's too hot for Rahul and Ruby. And theirs are getting a little crispy. One of Kim Joy's burns, but she had enough uh, extra, what do you call it, to uh, make one more. Squidge is one extra out. Uh, so everybody's trying again. 
five minutes left. And uh, these are going to be flat as a shoe. Total, I mean, everybody's just like, uh, these are you're turning out awful, which is understandable. And Stress City, oh no, that is bad. Damage control, disgraceful, disgraceful, been that one. Utter disgrace, diabolical. Then they get back and it's like, okay, we're looking for beautifully baked pita breads. Uh, who versus who's? Uh, so they line everybody's up uh, next to their photographs. Get out of the sun. <laughs> they say, the Ruby says, I'll never complain about the tent again. And they start with Raul's uh, chart on some places. Uh, they're baked, but more of a flatbread than a pita. Flamed pepper, got a kick. They like, I mean, his dips are superior. Baba ganoush uh, and the cherry or something. Texture's nice. Uh, Kim Joy's, they're thinner, much better shape. Uh, slight envelope, uh, but it's charred. The tar's burnt. Uh, then they have the dips. Uh, nice flavor, salsa verde. Uh, it's got a nice kick. Paul's like taking it back. Then they go to Ruby's, the thickest and the smallest. They need to be thinner. Let's try the dips. Uh, Salsa Verde's got sitar. Uh Something just uh, poked me in the mouth. Uh, they like the pepper one. Nice blend. And they say, oh boy, this is going to be tricky. Who has triumphed in the final technical? In third spot, spot they have Ruby. Too bad with the big, big problems with the breads. Uh, second place is uh, Rahul. It was a dip competition. You would have been on top. Uh, but uh, your bread was a little charred, a little bit thick. And first place, Kim Joy. And she laughs. She's very proud of herself. And, I mean, and she, she's really, I think, the first two competitions, head and, above, head and, head and shoulders above everybody. And they go, yeah, you did good. That's a compliment. And she's like, finally, I want a technical on the talking head sequence. Uh, I can sleep well tonight. Ruby says, I didn't come in last. I came in third. But, uh, you know, I just do, do my best tomorrow. A good night's sleep. Come tomorrow morning. Raul says, I'll have my glass of milk. That's it. Uh, my favorite part of the episode. Uh, 29, 20, 28, 40, 28 minutes into the episode. Get some sleep, have my milk, and I'll put my everything into tomorrow. And the sun sets, then they have a sun, like a, sh- a shot of the sun, and they say, okay, one channel remaining. Everybody marches in. They're in the tent again. We see set up for the party outside. Family and friends will discover who wins. They have a t- okay, Kim Joy won the technical. This is the table talk. Bruce says, yeah, it's close. Uh, Kim Joy did well in the signature. Yeah, they all did okay. They've worked this hard. It sounded the last challenge. Noel's showing a lot of skin. His shirt's buttoned, unbuttoned way down. Someone's going to have to excel. It's going to come down to the baking. And baking will choose the winner. Paul also has like three buttons down on his shirt. Noel's shirt doesn't have any more buttons, so that's just the style. And he's lucky that his chest isn't very hairy, so he he can get away with it. Uh, so they go back in, uh, 
and get ready to announce it announce like what's going on welcome back final challenge you can feel the sense of calm this is your show last showstopper and paul and brew want you to create a landscape dessert incredible landscape dessert delight for the senses visually exciting texturally stunning taste sensation and this is your last chance to shine and uh, i think we should remind them just to rub it in this is it uh four and a half hours on your marks get set bake and kim joy says usually at the starts when i'm the most stressed uh but uh Ruby says, nothing big, just the finals. Uh, Kim uh, Bruce, extraordinarily excited and nervous. Concepts just as important as a bake, Bruce says. Landscape that we're not expecting. Perfectly executed. Paul says he wants three elements. A cake, nice and light with flavor. Biscuits with a nice snap. Uh, and something else in all the criteria. Um and Bruce says, I hope nobody's too ambitious. It's 32 degrees and rising. Paul's like, I know, no idea who's going to win. Uh, they check in with Ruby. She's doing a magical landscape. Uh, uh, three main elements, a shoe mountain in the background, shortbread hills, passion fruit cake, and sweeping praline dust pathways with salted pistachio brittle stepping stones, blueberry compote, cardamom hills, uh, shoe mountain with lemon something cream patissier with unicorns on the cakes, isomalt like lake, uh, and they say, good luck, uh, good luck, try your best. Uh, And she says, okay. And Noel wants to talk unicorns. He goes, unicorns are in baking. Minotaurs, not so much. Minotaurs, he says, though. Kim Joy is going to be Minotaur-free, but she will have mythology because she's doing the Lost City of Atlantis. Uh, She loves fantasy. And she goes, I feel like I live in a fantasy world anyway. Ginger cake and ginger biscuit recipes that won Kim Joy Star Baker and Spice Week. Waiting to be discovered, salted caramel well and treasure chest, seahorse, fondant seahorses, isomalt coral. But there's one ancient mystery Kim Joy has to solve. Uh, She needs ancient Greek. She says, Sandy, can you look up ancient Greek for Atlantis for me? She says, I'll do it. Uh, No problem. Leave it with me. Then Rahul, he's... uh, His timer doesn't work. That's one. He's doing a rock garden because... uh, because the Victorian explorers started rock gardens when they went to different countries, uh, and then they brought it back with them, or they discovered them. And he goes, uh, he goes, I wanted to do, came to do my PhD here. I don't know. I guess I miss him. What he's saying, but uh, he's doing this edible rock garden, cardamom filled shoe, two tier chocolate orange cake, a lemon chicken mound. Pond filled with orange curd, ginger biscuit, stepping stones, chocolate, so- soil, pralines, everything. Making plants. He goes, I can't afford to waste a single moment. Uh, and then it, one of his jars just breaks from the heat in the thing. And this uh, really like a, a storage jar just from the heat in the room. So that sets him back because then they have to uh, deal with all that. And you see the production team jump into action. 
And they see, he says, yeah, I got to start over because, uh, like, uh, and I mean, this wasn't his fault. So it, it, it ends up, they make it right, but he's like it was so far behind and stressed, but you do see them get back into, uh, action. He go like, uh, you see him talking to the production team. Uh, she's like 20 minutes. I just lost 20 minutes of my schedule. They're watching Kim Joy and Ruby are in control, but Raul's, Rahul's got himself in a tiz, a tiz, they say. And Paul says he might be pushing himself too much. We'll have to see his mindset because if he's in this mindset, uh, and he says, yeah, I got to calm myself down. Sandy checks in with him. He, he goes, maybe I need to stop baking. She goes, are you behind? He goes, yeah. And she goes, can I kiss you on the cheek? Yeah. Just kiss me on my forehead too. And uh, he goes, yeah, that helps. Uh, so then uh, Kim Joy and Ruby are starting to put stuff in the oven, their biscuits and their dough, and getting everything ready. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's interesting. They're doing all their assembly. Then Rahul's getting caught up. He starts getting stuff in the oven. Paul checks in. You calm down? And he goes, I'm really relying on this chocolate cake. He goes, uh, if it's not okay, I'm toast. Uh, Bruce spying on Kim Joy. They give they give him an extra 15 minutes, which is the same amount of time they said that he lost. Uh, will it be enough, though? Uh, for his rock garden, he needs the time to bake not just one, but two cakes. Uh, two different types of cakes. The chacon sponge. Uh, I got to crack on, he says. Then Knowles in Paul's chair, he goes, I'm practicing being a bit more jug- judgmental. And Sandy goes, three hours. He goes, that wasn't a very good time call. And she goes, well, that's judgmental. Uh, Kim Joy's making a biscuit well. I don't know. Raul's doubting his cakes but as they come out of the oven. Uh, Kim jo- or, uh, Ruby's making her uh, shoe. Kim Joy drinks this, like, this one's interesting. Just call me, I don't know why, 20 minutes left in the episode. She's drinking uh, some sort of sparkling strawberry-colored drink. And just she's, like, really thirsty because it's so hot. And I said, that's a smart move, but what is she drinking? Finalists have to juggle the concoctions and creations, mascarpone, cheese icing, orange flavoring. Lemon creme pat for my shoe. That's for the filling for uh, Ruby's. Rahul's making orange curd. He's coloring it blue, though. Uh, Blueberry dipping sauce for Ruby. 20 stages. Oh, we also get to see a lot of their notes in their process. Everybody's running around, proving, proving impossible. Kim Joy's putting hers together like a jigsaw puzzle. She's like, I'm trying to assemble this. Uh, and he then Noel has a good round of commentary. He goes, you really are whimsical. I associate you with whimsy. And I love how you don't care and just go for it. Uh, she goes, yeah, I like whimsical stuff. He goes, Ruby's doing unicorns, but I don't think she's whimsical. He says this loud enough for everybody to hear it. Uh, uh, he goes, more stroppy. And Kim Joy goes, stroppy. And Ruby says, I'm not stroppy. I don't even know what that means either. Uh, stroppy and whimsical. 
Rahul, what about you? He goes, depressing. That's how I'd describe me in one word. They have 90 minutes left, uh, and they've still got a lot of work to do. They're starting to do the toppings and the assembly. Kim Joyce is like, yeah, mine's going to be a little rustic. We see Ruby's map. Uh, hers is really well mapped out. Uh, I mean, she has like a full, like a scale map, uh, which I said, well, that's really what good planning. Uh, Raul's like, oh boy, I'm too much. I'm in a mess. Uh, oh boy. I'm going to start making my crumb pat. Uh, Kim Joy's making her things. Uh, Ruby's trying to grab her stuff when different timers. I didn't realize too, you don't necessarily know if you're not at your station, if your timer's going off, because they think they're all using two stations. So they even have more room. And they get the shoe in the oven. I don't know what shoe is. I guess I never learned that this year either. It's like a puff pastry, I guess. I don't know. Puff pastry puff? Then Sandy comes through with Atlantis Island written on ancient Greek on the back of the pond joke sign from uh, from back of French week or whatever. Raul forgot to set his timer for a shoe pastry. One hour left. Noel and Sandy have switched seats. Uh, and he acts, he says, I got to go host the other show. I think it's probably a show Sandy hosts. Raul's begging and bargaining with his shoe that doesn't collapse. Uh, Ruby's making these mint chantilly mushrooms, not of chantilly lace, but with chantilly that you'd taste, I guess. Uh, multitasking, gar- making caramel. But Raul's even getting his thing, his platform ready. Kim Joy's making decorative seaweed. Everybody's trying to push through. It's going to be okay. Isomalt. Uh, uh, I think you, Carmel got a little burned for uh, Ruby. Uh, she's running low on time. 15 minutes left. Uh, and uh, putting the shoe on. Everybody's spray painting and decorating. Kim Joy makes these amazing seahorses, too. Uh, Snowtop Mountains, painting a seahorse. What color is a seahorse, Kim Joy asks. Uh, Ruby's marshmallows or uh, mushrooms are melting. She's trying to make, uh, Kim, Ruby's trying to make a bowl, and she actually gets a a little too hot uh, on her thumb or something. Bowl just does not work with the time she has left. Noel looks at the camera. Everybody's running. Some of the side things on Kim Joy's, some of her decorative stuff is just absolutely amazing. Her treasure box does things. Uh, Raul starts making these amazing cactuses. I wanted to eat those. Uh, Kim Joy or Ruby's uh, uh, um, unicorns look more like puppies a little bit. There's a lot of shaking going on with Raul. Kim Joy and uh, Ruby are getting into their final assembly because their time is up. Uh, Rahul has 15 minutes left, which has got to be stressful because everybody's just watching him. Uh, But such good hugs between Ruby and Kim Joy. Rahul's running around the last minutes, lots of hugs and tears. uh, And he's trying to get his, like, uh, pond done. 
And I mean, everybody's like feeling for him. You could tell he's really well loved because I mean, Sandy's face and Noel's face, even Kim Joy and Ruby's face. And they say one minute, and he he says, "Okay, I don't know if I'm missing anything or not," but uh, tries to do a little bit last green algae spray paint, spray paint, and uh, one last piping of uh, Decker stuff. It splashes out again, and his time is up. He takes about 40 deep breaths, and then he hugs uh, Kim Joy and Ruby. His hands are covered, so he can't actually hug them. They're hugging him. And they say, well done. Everybody's clapping. Sandy and Noel hug and laugh. Uh, they've left home now. They've grown up. Sandy's crying. I was definitely crying. Then they go sit outside. We start to see that this festival's going on with acrobatics and fun rides uh, for the kids, picnicking, running around, balloon animals. Then we hear, like, interviews. So we see Briny first. It feels like I just left, which is kind of true. Uh, she goes, uh, or no, it feels like I've been gone forever. Then we hear John. He goes, yeah, kids are loving this party. Manon says, I'm cheering on Rubes, queen of the technicals. Uh, Dan thinks Kim Joy has it, uh, her unique artistry. Uh, Anthony thinks Raul's going to have it. And uh, the other guy, I forgot, his name. I forgot a couple people's names. But then Karen says, I, I don't care. Uh, good luck, whoever. She's not rooting for anybody. <laughs> said, okay. Uh, then we say, okay, Ruby's up first to bring her showstopper up to be judged. And Noel helps her carry it up. Paul studies it. Uh, and he says, tell us about your landscape, please. She goes, a magical landscape, a shoe mountain, lemon creme pat, a blueberry dipping sauce, passion fruit cake, and a unicorn. And they go, okay, this shoe pastry looks rocky, impressive. Because uh, there's a bowl here, though. And she goes, yeah, I tried to make an isomalt bowl, but it didn't work. T- tries a biscuit, cardamom, orange butter, cream. And uh, see, it's very crisp, nice flavor, buttery, how it should be. Very good. The mushrooms are melted. Chantilly, raspberry gel, but it was too hot. And they see beautiful flavor comes through, delicious. Then they take the cake. Ball, ball bites it first. And a beautiful sponge, uh, flavors well, lovely. Then they do the shoe. And that one's not, uh, doesn't work. Uh, it's a bitter. Caramel is overcooked. Uh, creme pat's good, but uh, too bad about the caramel. Overall flavors, overall is good. Thank you very much. Uh, and they take it away. So you're like, okay, Ruby's in pretty good shape. Uh, then they say, Raul, would you like a hand? Sandy gives Raul a hand. They bring his up. Uh, thank goodness they got up there. I don't know why they didn't have a cart, but I guess transforming it to the cart. Say, okay, my show suffers an interpretation of a rock garden. Chocolate cake, buttercream, within buttercream, orange flavored. Shoe mound on top, lemon jacond, then a pond of orange, colored orange curd, shoe pastry, cream mousseline, cardamom, 
chocolate soil, some biscuits, like uh, stepping stones. And he goes, sorry, I talk a lot. And they say, well, this is impressive. It looks natural. It's so natural it doesn't make my mouth water, Bruce says. And Paul goes, yeah, it's a sludge pond. Uh, but then they take a, a, a biscuit of the stone, dip it in the sludge. He goes with, he leans in and they say, holy moly, this is good. Delicious. It melts in your mouth. Uh, curd. Holy whoa. Then they say these shoe buns look hideous. Uh, praline, shoe, cardamom, and caramel. And uh, Prue puts one in, and they say, whoa, this is delicious. Their minds are blown. Comes through your taste buds, one flavor after another. They pull the cake out, Italian meringue buttercream. Prue takes a bite of the cake. Uh, she goes, whoa, this is lovely. She can, well-baked, aerated, excellent, Paul says. Uh, then they take out the chocolate cake. Uh, Paul takes a bite, and Bruce says, if the other cake wasn't so good, this would have been amazing uh, by itself. It's a very good cake. And Paul says, perfectly baked, uh, clever, thinking things through, Bruce says. Flavors are good, well done. So then Kim Joy's like, I got to go after that, which really kind of is not, uh, I don't know if they draw for that or what. so Kim Joy gets help from Noel. They bring it up to the front. And Bruce says, wow, this looks great. Uh, uh, Lost City of Atlantis, she says, uh, ginger biscuit, ginger cake, uh, caramel, praline. Very colorful, very original. Quite some delicate work in there. But they said, we would have liked to see the cake a little bit taller. They take the cake out. Paul takes a bite. He's and Prue takes a bite and say, "Okay, well, it's like a Jamaican sticky ginger cake. Cake's delicious, well baked. Flavor of the orange goes well. Uh, no, he said doesn't go well with the ginger. Would you use? And she says extract. He goes, "Well, you should have used a zest. Uh, Would have given it more tang. They have a biscuit with the caramel." And Bruce says, nice caramel, nice ginger biscuit, but then you had a ginger cake, Bruce says. Uh, so the ginger cake was gingery. Biscuit's kind of a letdown. And Kim Joy, you could tell, she's like, oh, no. And I go, yeah, you got ginger cake. Uh, you're missing a trick here. You could have done something more. Falls a little bit flat. They also use this like uh, focus pole in different times during the judging. But yeah, yeah, I feel for Kim Joy. She does a whole, like maintain some dignity, even though it's like really, I mean, that must have been really hard because she was so far ahead, I felt. Uh, then they go to the outside, largest crowd we've ever seen at a competition, waiting for the final decision. We do one last table talk. Uh, I think Kim Joy played it safe, uh, Bruce says. Uh, the style is rough and ready. Uh, that's what he says about Rahul. I uh, loved Ruby's passion fruitcake. Sponge was delicious. Biscuit was great. So Sandy says, we have an outright winner. And they say, well, we could look at the challenges together. They all did very, very well. But uh, someone 
stuck their neck out. And then Bruce says, one of the most consistent bakes. Another absolutely shown on design. They say, well, good luck. There's a hundred people out there waiting for who you want to win. And then everybody collapsed as the winners or the three finalists come out. They're holding their bakes. uh, And it's cool. Really well decorated. You see some of their family and friends. Kim Joy says, she said, I'm so happy. And then they start hugging each other. She hugs John. And she says, hopefully I've done enough. Raul sits with his two friends. And they, they, you can see, he goes, I'm, I've done it. I've done enough of everything. I just can. And uh, they even laugh. You see, you got a mess all over yourself. Ruby says, yeah, I'm going to come back. Kid. She hugs Bryony. Bryony says, don't cry. She goes, Paul liked the cake. She gives Anthony a hug. Uh, and uh, introduces Rahul to her family. She says, Ruby says, I'm more than happy with, uh, you know, I did the best I could. So uh, then the judges and the hosts come out with flowers. I don't know if that's for first, second, and third. I didn't understand that, but uh, everybody claps. Sandy says, thanks for coming. Let's get the finalists to come forward. A round of applause for them. And everybody claps. Uh, and a beautiful, beautiful moment. So they stand up front. Everybody's cheering. They all hold hands. All the contestants. Ruby says, I love you all. And Noel says, I wish it could be all three of you, but you've been amazing. I love you all, but only one winner. And I like how they don't wait or anything. They don't have any gimmicks. They just say, and the winner is, there's a pause for a few beats. But uh, they say, Rahul, who, I mean, I don't know. I really loved a lot of the contestants, but that was my favorite contestant. And then Kim Joy, you know, so it's like, uh, I don't know. And if, if you if you want another heart-wrenching moment of joy for 20, I mean, when they went, when he wins his face, but then his friend's face, she's so happy for him. Oh, and she's like looking at people. Oh, it's just, and then everybody's hugging. I'm getting choked up. Holy moly. It's just, you're just so happy for a contestant. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is where the show really excels. Uh, Paul even has a moment of humanity. I mean, that's a bit like he he says, well done, mate. Uh, Very proud of you. Your mom would be proud of you. And he goes, what are you going to say? I don't know. I said, wow, even Paul's making me choke up. Sandy hugs him. She even whispers something to him. And Rahul says, I don't even know what to say now. Then all the other contestants come out. There's more hugging and cheering. Crew talks about how, you know, his journey from unconfident that he kept going, never reigned in his ambition, tried to do more than everybody else paid off. Uh, And Paul's kind of loves it. I mean, he says, geez, this is one, he's one of these characters, uh, and he doesn't even have any idea how good he is. Uh, and he goes, I'm going to miss him. He goes, he's one of those people you miss when they're not around. And he goes, his intensity and just so good at it. Uh, and uh, I don't know. So really nice moment. He goes, that's what's magic about him. Then they present him to the audience. Everybody cheers. Kim Joy says, yeah, I'm pleased for him. Uh, and I, you know, I got into the final, so that speaks for itself. Uh, then the whole cast that's present hugs one another. 
Uh, Ruby says, 11, you know, this is the best experience of my life. I wouldn't change anything. And then he's, Rahul connects with his friends. Again, he says, I don't know what to say. I don't know whether to laugh or cry or what. I don't know. I just feel like I need to talk with my mom. So then he calls his mom. Holy cow. It just keeps getting. Uh, and he says, hello, ma. Uh, and he says to her in Bengali, uh, you know, I want, it says, like, let's see. what. Uh, um, oh, for some reason it's not coming through. Let me change. Uh, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but I got to turn off the English subtitles. Um, so he says in such a formal manner. But uh, he's holding the flowers. They gave the flowers to the contestants, so he's holding flowers. But then he calls his mom. He's sitting on the stone wall. As some dude walks by with, like, a plate of food. He goes, they've announced the results. Uh, and according to this year's results, I've won. And she says, oh, this is so much happy news. I've been praying. And, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm so, I wanted you to have the strength. And, and, and uh, she's just so happy for her son. And, uh, she says, he goes, yeah, she's happy about it. Uh, he says to the camera, so just, uh, so beyond cute, uh, then it fades out, uh, and then they lift him up, all the other cast members, he, they lift him up over his head. Uh, he goes, no, don't do that. Uh, but they lift him up and carry him around and they're cheering for him, dancing, then it pauses. Then it goes to kind of like a postscript. Uh, since this last year's Bake Off, the bakers have been meeting up across the country. In London, Ruby Manon and Anthony have been enjoying nights in with wine. So we see them uh, enjoying wine. Then it cuts to uh, Melda coming in from Northern Ireland to hang out with them. Then in West County, Terry Briney. Uh, Terry and uh, Bryony's daughter, Nora, for ice cream. Then in the north, Luke, sorry, Luke, I forgot your name, Karen, Kim, Joy, and Raul have been taking turns hosting dinner parties and laughing. Dan still loves bacon for his family and Constance, who puts pie in his face. John's still supporting his Welsh football team and bakes for his family, and he's going to be a granddad. Uh, then Rahul's parents came over to spend some family time. So they show him like presenting like a cake to them that he's a ba- traditional English bake, uh, bake. They also hold his trophy. They are so happy for him. His mom holds his face. So cute. And, uh, that ends the season of the great, it was great British baking, bake off baking show. And it was such a joy to cover. And, uh, so that's it. I uh, hope you're sleeping well. If you're a patron, you probably might have already gone through all the, yeah, we probably went through all those extra behind the scenes or behind the facts episodes too. So uh, good night, everybody.